Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Did you miss Canton and Carlin? Looks defeated, but the Buccaneers are actually in not bad shape, if you're going to be honest about it. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, and you can watch now on the ESPN app. Just open it up, click watch, boom, there you are. You're welcome. Well, the only reason that you're saying it's not all that bad is because they play in the NFC South. Exactly. And, two, three and, and four. two of the three teams that they're competing against in that division lost this weekend. They are three and four and in first place. Yeah. And that's because that division stinks. And while it was particularly bad for Brady and company yesterday, Chris, it's it's funny. I would much rather be in his position. We look at the two future Hall of Famers that are struggling right now. I would much rather be in Brady's position than an Aaron Rodgers. And we'll get to Rodgers in a bit. But this with Brady to me, I mean, you go out there and get your tails kicked yesterday. Mike Evans drops a touchdown early in the game, you know, wide open. Yep. And they just could never get out of their own way. And on defense, I mean, you have the Panthers trade away Christian McCaffrey and Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman rip them to shreds on the ground. That Tampa Bay defense that we were raving about at the beginning of the year is long gone. I don't know what this defense is. If if I don't know if Todd Bowles is calling the plays right now or not defensively, but whatever it is he's doing, <laughs> he has got to figure it out, and he has got to get it straightened out because he looks like he doesn't know how to be a head coach when these are your results. And we know what – I mean, think about this, Chris, okay? Mm, I'm listening. His first year in New York, Todd Bowles went 10-6. and six. Yep. He went 14-34 and 34 after that. Yeah. Granted, the Jets did not have world-beating talent. 14-34? and 34? It's pretty damn bad. Yeah, and it's great that he got another opportunity here with a team that has talent, but they're not responding right now. They're not responding to him, and that's why you have to look at leadership on this team, not just with Tom Brady, and I know he's easy to point at because he's the GOAT, and people want to you know, tell you that the end is near for Brady, and everybody wants to predict the demise of the GOAT, but it's bigger than that with this Bucks team. Like Some of the breakdowns that we're seeing on the defensive side of the ball have nothing to do with Tom Brady, Carlin. No. If we're being honest, like for instance, Mike Edwards, right before halftime, they're in the red zone. He decides he's going to bite on an out route and just let D.J. Moore get past him, and P.J. Walker puts it on him. As It was a great throw and a great catch. But, I mean, that's a situation where your safety was out of position trying to do somebody else's job. He's in the backfield looking at the quarterback as opposed to making sure that he's watching the receiver that's sneaking in behind him. It's just certain things like that, being out of your gap in the run game. That's what allowed the Carolina Panthers, Deontay Foreman, and Chuba Hubbard to chew up yards on the ground. It wasn't that the Carolina Panthers' offensive line was just mauling the front for the Bucks. It was that those guys were out of their gaps, and when you play a gap defense, when you got two guys in the same gap, you got a problem because that opens up a seam for the running back to hit. And yesterday, the two running backs for the Panthers didn't miss many of those opportunities. Again, the Bucks' defense had a lot of tackles for losses. They had five TFLs, 
but they also gave up some huge gainers on the ground. One for 60 yards for Foreman. I think another one went for 27 yards. Those are plays that you can't allow to happen no. if you're going to be a good defense. And right now, it's imperative that that Bucks defense carry the mail for this team until the offense figures it out. We know the problems that they have on the offensive side of the ball. All the injuries on the offensive line. They got a couple of skill position guys out. There's a lot of new on that offensive side of the ball. Not to mention their receivers can't create separation. We understand that. The defense has got to do a better job of helping them out. And then I will say this. Your star players got to play like stars. Yeah. That's Tom Brady. That's also Mike Evans. And, Carlin, we saw him drop one on the third play of the game after the Bucks got their first first down. He's wide open on a post route. Cornerback falls down. Ball hits him right in the hands. You got to catch those, man. You're a team captain. You're a leader. You're a Super Bowl champion. You've got to catch those. You've got to make those plays for your quarterback. You've got to make those plays for your team. The fact that they missed that opportunity to me, Carlin, is what changed the complexion of the game. Because all of a sudden, a team in the Carolina Panthers, who the organization has clearly signaled that they're punting on the season, began to get a little life because they believe that they can compete with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And as that store, that score stayed close throughout the first half and the Panthers saw themselves with a lead going into the second half, that's when the Bucs were in some trouble. And unfortunately, Tom Brady couldn't throw them out of it. Uh, let's hear a little bit from Brady yesterday. First of all, on the team trying to fix their problems. Just to work hard, have to have discipline, commitment, mental and physical toughness. Those are all character traits. And we have a lot of great guys in the locker room. So we're going to go in tomorrow morning. We've got a short week. We've got to work hard to try to fix it. And then the fact that they're losing to teams that are not very good. And I think it's the NFL, so every team is challenged. And if, you know, you've got to understand they have strengths. And, you know, we and we just have not played well. It doesn't matter, you know, it, if you don't execute your job well, then it doesn't matter who's on the other side. It just still comes down to the fundamentals of the sport, throwing and catching, blocking, tackling. Um, it's all the, the fundamentals. Well, here's what I like versus what Rogers said is that Brady's not out there throwing anybody else under the bus. No. It's we all have to do this together and we all have to be better and we all have to figure this out. I do wonder this question, though. Mm. I, I do ask this question. Can Brady win with this team this year? And if he can't, if he wanted to keep playing, if you're another team, would you want him? If you felt like you were close? Well, before I answer the latter, let me address the former. I, I think Brady can win with this team. I do. Because this team is going to get healthy as the season wears on. At some point, you're going to get Ryan Jensen back. Yeah. At some point, he's coming back. We know how big he is with the interior of that offensive line. You started the year with three new starters in that group. So bringing back Ryan Jensen, who has some continuity with Tom Brady, has that rapport with the other two guys on that offensive line, Donovan Smith, and your right tackle, uh, Tristan Wirfs, I think that's going to make a difference in terms of the communication and the overall performance on that group, not just in the run game, but also in pass protection. And so with that change, I think you'll start to see some improvement. Julio Jones coming back, Chris Godwin getting a little more healthy, adding those guys to the receiving corps. I think that will make a difference in terms of them being able to get some more production in the passing game. But, yeah, I think it can get better because – they're going to have a long runway. They play in the NFC South. They're going to be in the postseason, Carlin. Whether yeah, they're going to be there. Whether you think you're a good team or not, they're going to be in the postseason. And I'll take my chances with a Tom Brady quarterback team in the playoffs. I will, just based off a of track record alone. So 
when you ask the question, can he win with these guys, I'm going to say, yeah, he can. But right now, there's a lot of improvement that needs to be made. And the person that needs to be banging that drum the loudest is Todd Bowles, the head coach. Because you mentioned his record with the New York Jets. He was given a team that had championship aspirations coming into this year. Whether you think they were real or not, there were championship aspirations. For them to be failing and underachieving the way that they are, you got to put that on the head coach. There shouldn't be a whole lot of... You and I both know coaches like this, okay? And I don't. And I'm not saying that Todd Bowles is this guy; he's not. But there's, you know, if it doesn't work this year, there should not be a whole lot of. Well, I didn't have this, and I didn't have that. No, there can't be that. No, 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 no. no. And you and that. I both know guys who do that. Yeah, but here's the thing, Carl. And he's I not mean, that can, guy. Can, can your coach really defend your team going two for twelve on third down? No, no. I mean, can, can he defend that? But Chris, here's what. Here's ultimately, we have a lot of people who are burying Brady. And I listen. I think the last place that Tom wants to be is watching tape today, honestly. Yeah. But I do think at some point here, even though he might sound a little dejected and all that, that light switch might flip for this season. And I don't see a player who can't play right now. I I don't see that. No, that's not, no, that's not the case. That's not what's going it's on. It's not here. a player that can't so if, play. If you're ready to bury him, I think it's entirely too soon to do that. Well, if he couldn't play, then how could he put that ball on Mike Evans the way he did on exactly. the third play of the game? It's not like he can't play. What happens is because this team can't run the football, there is no balance. So opposing D lines tee off on the pass rush, getting after a guy that's a stationary target. Tom Brady is a sitting duck in the pocket. But he's still, Chris, he's still not turning the football over. But that's my point, yeah. though, Carlin. Yeah. Still, think about what's happening. The opposing defenses are just playing the run on the way to the quarterback, and Tom Brady is having to navigate that because he doesn't have a run game that he can rely on, and he doesn't have receivers that can get separation. So think about how much, how exponentially harder that is for your quarterback well, to be able to where, be productive. Where that shows in in the numbers, if that's where you're looking for it, is they're not particularly efficient. I mean, if you look, when you throw the ball 40 times and you only throw for 240 yards, that's not particularly efficient. No. So, and that's, that's what happened against Pittsburgh. My point is, like, as much as everybody wants to just absolutely bury the Bucks and Brady right now, just... Just be careful. Just be careful because they don't have a terribly high wall that they have to scale here in that division. Man, Tom Brady like Michael Myers. I, I mean, even when you say he's dead, I ain't going to yeah. believe it. I ain't going to believe it. They're going to come out with can another Can we get ho- that franchise they gonna come out with, They're going to come out with another Halloween movie. Can we Can we get enough for that? I mean, honestly, this is supposed to be the end, isn't it? Well, it was supposed to be the end for Tom Brady this offseason. We see how that worked out. No, I'm talking about Halloween, the movie. Well, I'm, I'm talking about both. <laughs> I'm talking about, we we thought this was going to be the end for both this year. Guess what? It's not. God bless Jamie Lee Curtis. But I, 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 I'm sorry, I don't believe her when I see in the commercial that she says, we end this right now. Yeah, I don't buy it. Yeah, just like I don't buy that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are done with. We end it now until the paycheck's yeah, coming again. Yeah, Dan Orlovsky, I'm not buying it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Lamar Jackson is a -a one-of-a-kind talent. You're not going to believe who's being compared to him. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? It's always good in the morning when I get a text, and it's on our group text with with Evan Wilner and with Liam Chapman, and it's from mm-hmm. Canty, and it and it's time stamped like I I think it was probably around nine oh nine a.m. <laughs> this morning, and I look down and it says, "Well, we've got our get up, get down today." Yeah, and it was easy to pick, and it was from yeah. our old friend Rex Ryan. So let's get right to it. It's time for a little get up, get down. It's get up in the morning. Good morning. It's time to get up. But in the afternoon, we get down. Get down on it. It's time for Get Up, Get Down. Get down on it. What we heard on Get Up this morning, a lot of times, most of the time, it's from Canty that we have to respond to. But this <laughs> this is from Rex Ryan this morning talking about, again, Daniel Jones. Rex Ryan talking about Daniel Jones. We praise Lamar Jackson. All he did was was win a league MVP. Please don't talk about Daniel Jones and Lamar things. Jackson in the same sentence. You know what, well, Lamar Jackson? He had 100-some yards rushing yesterday, and I'm saying this. Guys. He's not as explosive as Lamar Jackson, but if you don't. look at his numbers in the fourth quarter, they're better. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Listen. Why even take it there, though? Hang on. Let's, let's present the context. Yeah. In case you were unaware, Daniel Jones yesterday – for the Giants in the win over Jacksonville, 19 of 30, 202 yards a touchdown, rushed for 107 yards on 11 carries and a touchdown. Hey, what do you know? They went a little RPO, and the next thing you know, Daniel Jones can be effective in the run game, including yeah. almost salting the game away for good yeah. uh, yesterday. So, hey, it, give him credit. That was a terrific game. Let's let's be careful here, Rex. Well, here's the thing. I Rex, love Rex. Rex Ryan wasn't the only one that was making that comparison. I did the Giants post-game show yesterday, and I was at the team facility in the studio, and Victor Cruz made a similar point. Now, I don't think he went as far as to say that Daniel Jones is a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson. And Rex didn't say he, that either. He, he was simply pointing out that the stat line looks really similar to Lamar Jackson. 
Now, credit to Daniel Jones. He's the first Giants quarterback in franchise history to throw for over 200 yards and to rush for 100 yards. That, that, that's so great. Congr- what so other, congratulations. What other, like, since Fran Tarkenton, exactly. what other running quarterback exactly. the Giants ever had? Exactly, exactly. But what I'm simply saying is this. He did a good job of taking what the defense gave him. He made a great throw to Darius Slayton on that fade ball to give him an early lead. He did a good job of taking advantage of opportunities with his legs, especially in the zone read scheme because that defense – was keying in on Saquon. They shut him down early in that game. Mm-hmm. So Daniel Jones was just taking it out the back door and, and scrambling for yards. And he gave Saquon the opportunity to be effective later with how but, he played. Because of the quarterback scrambles, then right. Jacksonville changed how they were playing that run game in the RPOs, which allowed Saquon to start finding some room. Saquon Barkley in the fourth quarter was terrific. He had 10 carries for 72 yards. So it just goes to show you, once Jacksonville made the adjustment to try to slow down Daniel Jones, Mm -hmm. that's when the run game took over. As uh, our friend Mike Tannenbaum always says, you throw the score, you run the win. That's exactly what the Giants did. First half, they were throwing the ball all over the yard. Second half, they were running all over the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. That was a good team win. And credit Daniel Jones for playing mistake-free football. But let's not compare him to Lamar Jackson and say that he's better than Lamar Jackson in the fourth quarter. Let's, no. Let's stop that. No. No, Because Lamar, no. Lamar, no. Lamar Jackson coming into this year, 21-11 and 11 in one possession game yeah. in the fourth quarter. Pretty good. 21-11 and 11 coming into this season. 12 touchdowns to two interceptions before starting this season in the fourth quarter in one possession games. Just chill out when it comes to what quarterback plays better when we get the clutch time. What was his overall record as a starter coming? It was like 38 and 17 or something like that coming in. Yeah. Lamar. Yeah. I mean, Daniel Jones is, put it this way, he's not even on the fence for me yet. He's at least approaching the fence as to whether or not the Giants can proceed with him. And if nothing else, Chris, if nothing else, the mere fact that we can have that conversation again turns around to the head coach. Yeah. If Brian Dable's not the coach how of the good year. Is, how, how good is he at developing quarterbacks? I, I mean, though? it's ridiculous Think about how that. good. Like, he developed Josh Allen. Yep. Now he's developing Daniel Jones. And I'm not saying Daniel Jones is their long-term solution. I'm not even saying that. No, good. but he's made him Carlin, workable. I'm not even he saying. He wasn't workable before. I don't even know that they re-signed Daniel Jones. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is a court. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson's contracts are both up at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Is, is anybody going to be beating down Daniel Jones' door to sign him as their starting quarterback? Once every other better quarterback is now is not available. Okay, so he'll they be will, relegated to he'll ba- be the Baker Mayfield territory. Meaning he'll be the backup choice. He could be a starter somewhere in the league, but maybe ba- he gets Baker a- Mayfield territory is what you're saying. He'll get more money than Mitch Trubisky did. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations. You know, two years, $15 million. Yeah. If, 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 if Lamar Jackson didn't get franchised by the Ravens, you think any teams in the NFL would want him? No. If Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar. I'm sorry. You're thinking of Daniel Jones. If Lamar Jackson was let free, they'd yeah. be lining up. Exactly. That's they'd be lining up. There, there's probably what? Five teams that wouldn't be interested? Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> and, and, you know, that would be like the Chiefs, the Bills, the yeah, teams exactly. like that. Exactly. That, that definitively have their guy. Yeah. Jones is, he's playing well, but it speaks more. And I, I don't want to take, the kid's taking a beating in his time in New York. Literally and figuratively. Exactly. By the way. Yeah. I, I don't want to take all the credit away from him because obviously there's a ton of hard work that goes into it. Yeah. But what Dable is doing is what you've heard me talk about a lot. Hmm. He is a coach that takes what he has and accentuates everything it does well. 
Hmm. In terms of the players, accentuates their talents and makes them better and gets the most out of what he has to work with. Yeah, He's not trying to fit square pegs into round holes by making guys fit into his system. And and so we're clear on the Lamar Jackson comparison with Daniel Jones. Lamar Jackson, higher QBR than Daniel Jones, twice as many touchdown passes. Yeah. Just saying. So let's just let's just pipe down with that. Okay. Love Rex. Yeah. Love Rex. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Maybe later. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's hey, if nothing else, he's loyal to the fault with Daniel Jones, ain't he? No doubt. I mean, even since draft day, <laughs> Daniel Jones was Rex Ryan's guy. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and watch us on the ESPN app. The World Series is on ESPN Radio, presented by AutoZone. That's right. Catch all the action on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Guess who won't be in the World Series? The Yankees? Yeah. My Yankees won't be in the World Series. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that, Brian Cashman and and Aaron Boone. Thank you so much for that. Garrett Cole, way to go, man. What is it, five runs? Yeah. Five runs? I heard people, well, we'll get to it in a sec. There's a lot to digest there from what happened with the Yankees. I don't want to digest anymore. I'm tired of throwing up in my mouth with the New York Yankees. I've got some Pepsi for you if you want. That's not going to help. That's not going to help. Too much? No. Well, maybe one GM seat is a little hotter than Dave Gettleman's ever was. At least it should be. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? one-two pitch and a swing and a ground ball back to the mound. Presley has it. He feeds Gurriel at the bag and the Houston Astros are heading to the World Series for the fourth time in the last six seasons. The celebration is on on the infield as a dejected Aaron Judge makes his way down the steps into the Yankee dugout. The Astros are celebrating. They are a perfect 7-0 in the postseason this year, and they have won the American League pennant, Eddie, for the fourth time in six seasons. Dan Schulman on ESPN Radio out with a whimper. Oof. Listen, the Astros are the only team that could make me root for the Yankees. 
honestly, <laughs> because they are impossible to root for, and I will be rooting so hard for the Phillies in the World Series. Yeah. But that aside, it does beg the question about where the Yankees are headed here. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable, getting multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, and commercial auto and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. This whole series was basically the long goodbye for the Yankees, the way things went. But mm-hmm. wasn't the long goodbye for the guy who's going to win the MVP with Aaron Judge. Let's hear a little bit from Judge yesterday. First of all, uh, on his time with the Yankees, you will hear, uh, or if he's given any thought about his future uh, with the offseason, you'll hear the reporter's question in there as well. Uh, not, not at all. Not yet. Not yet. We got, uh, I, got, I got plenty of time to figure that out. Spend any time today thinking about how this could be the last game, home game for you here? No. Take anything in? No, nah, not at all. Not at all. I try to go out there and do my job and you know, help this team win. And uh, I really didn't, I really didn't think of it. Like what my about last after game it was there. over? Uh, it, it happened so quick. You don't really, you know, have time to soak much in. Okay, but follow that up with this. Uh, somewhat reflecting on his time with the Yankees. And notice the tense in which he speaks. Give him the chance to, you know, wear the pinstripes and, you know, play right field at Yankee Stadium. It's, it's, that's an incredible honor that, you know, I definitely didn't take for granted at any point. There was very few individuals that get a chance to run out on that field and do that and, you know, play in front of the fans, you know, that support us throughout my whole, you know, six years here. It's, it was a special time. You know, I just kicked myself for not, you know, bringing home that championship for him. At- doesn't sound like a guy who's, you know, going to be ready to go in Tampa come the spring. <laughs> just, rip the, just rip the Band-Aid off at this point, man. Just just, just rip the Band-Aid off. Because we know that Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman aren't going to go where this Aaron Judge contract negotiation is going to go with other teams. We know that, Carlin. Listen, we're talking about a guy on the wrong side of 30. Now, he's a power bat, and he's one of the best outfielders in the game he's a gold glove level right fielder like that's how good this guy is and he hit 62 home runs and he had 130 plus rbis like the guy is an absolute machine when it comes and throw to... in there how much he played center too but exactly the way. i yeah. mean the versatility of it as well right yep i mean he's the best outfielder on the yankees so i mean just what he brings to the table a true five tool player like there are going to be team and not even that not just that carlin the leadership intangibles that he brings to your organization to your clubhouse and being one of the faces of baseball there's a team that's going to pay a premium that's going to go the eighth or ninth year and pay Aaron Judge upwards of $400 million. That's going to happen this offseason. And guess who it's not going to be? The New York Yankees. Chris, if that's the case, if they decide to move in another direction and think somehow that everything's going to be okay and we'll allocate those resources somewhere else, the Yankees have then turned themselves officially into an ordinary franchise. They Because that's really, if you want to look at it, that's what's happened, and it started with Brian Cashman in a very oh, subtle way. Oh, I, I, I very, know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do if you if You may you not. Talk, okay, it, it was go ahead. about six or seven years ago when Brian Cashman stopped talking about championships being how the Yankees are graded. The expectations of being a member of the Yankees is you win a championship or bust. That's it. And then it became, well, the playoffs are a crapshoot. 
So let's construct our team to win 100 games and see what happens. And that, he, he talked about that kind of openly that, I mean, I hate to put it this bluntly, once George had passed away and his established position with the franchise and relationship with current ownership and the fact that Hal does not put that same premium on winning or at least the pressure that George did, I'm not saying Hal has to be George, mm-hmm. but Brian's too comfortable. He's too comfortable in the job, and he has, in his own way, taken the pressure off himself by lowering the bar of expectations for the New York Yankees. Now it's, eh, we'll get to the postseason and see what happens. I don't know if you can lower the bar, though. I mean, it's... Well, yeah. No, I, he, you can say he has. I don't think the Yankees fans have changed their expectations. Oh, no, they never have. But that doesn't... That's no. not his audience. His audience is one guy. How? That's it. Uh, that's a problem. I mean, and I don't know exactly how you get it fixed. And his philosophy in terms of how they need to shape this roster is clearly behind where some of the other more forward-thinking organizations in baseball are. He's behind where the Houston Astros are, well, Carlin. How do he you is. explain yourself to he's that? He's behind where the Dodgers right. are. He's behind where the Braves are. And I don't understand why he's behind, because he has seemingly limitless resources. I get it. Are you they limitless? I mean, they're they're, they're the spending only, money. They're, don't they're get the me wrong. Only ones that are putting a limit on it, Carlin. Yes, that's what I with mean. With them saying that we have to be responsible to these other organizations and how we pay. Nobody players. else is worried about them. Yeah, nobody else cares about that. The nope. Braves don't care about it. The Dodgers don't care about it. Why the hell should the Yankees care about it? You're you're the most popular franchise in the number one market in the sport. Why are you trying to be judicious when it comes to resources? You weren't judicious in 2018 when you went out and traded for Stanton. Nope. What the hell was that deal about? That it, deal was about not getting Otani. It, but it was redundant, though. Of Carlin. course it you was. You already had a power bat as an outfielder. His name was Aaron Judge, and he had just hit 52 home runs. Why the hell did you need to go out and get Stanton? Now you're worried about the payroll, and you're worried about what this judge contract is going to cost you? You wouldn't be nearly as concerned about it if you didn't have that contract on the books. And, oh, by the way, the guy, DJ LeMay, who every Yankees fan wanted, since you paid him, what has he done? Aaron Hicks, since you paid him, what has he done? Now, listen, I will give Brian Cashman credit when he makes— Our oldest Chapman. What has he done? Zero. I will give Cashman credit when he makes savvy moves. Like the Harrison Bader move, we didn't understand it trading Jordan Montgomery, who's a fourth and fifth starter in your rotation. We didn't get it at the time. Bader was phenomenal this postseason. So I'll give him credit for that move. But you look at a lot of the other moves on this roster, Colin, there's a lot of things that have happened over the last couple of years that haven't necessarily broke Brian Cashman's way in terms of what he sold the fan base on with his overall vision for what this club would be. And the fact that we're talking about the Astros – for a third time in, what, six seasons, bouncing the Yankees in the CS? I just, I don't get it. We, we're, it's like watching a bad movie, and you see it over and over and over again. At some point, you have to recognize what we're doing is not working in terms of getting the team to where the fan base expects them to be. Slowly but surely, ordinary. Ordinary. I just don't understand how you renew his contract. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I, I don't get it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. And you can watch us on the ESPN app. Still to come, we have got our Monday Night Football preview on the way in just a bit. But how about those New York Jets? They're 5-2, and two, but Chris, they still have a major problem on their hands. We'll tell them what it is. And it's not just the injuries, which, by the way, have killed them today. This is even bigger. We'll discuss next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I'll tell you what. Brees Hall was absolutely outstanding again yesterday Mm -hmm. and then you just feel sick as a dog for him because he tears his ACL he's out for the year the Jets also get terrible news on uh, Elijah Vera Tucker who is out for the year with a torn tricep they're five and two they go into Denver and win but the injuries I mean can the Jets fans just not have nice things? Is that what's yeah. going on? <laughs> that's Honestly. What, that's what it feels like. But the one thing that I would say is the silver lining for the Jets coming out of yesterday's game, you've proven that this team can go on the road in tough environments and win big ball games. They can. Yeah. I mean, they went on the road, they beat the Denver Broncos, they went on the road, they beat the Green Bay Packers, they went on the road, and they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those are all road games that everybody had circled before the season as L's. Yep. That, that's what it was. And so the fact that this young team is playing with so much swag and you're seeing the young players be an integral part of this team's success, I think you have to feel good. Now, coming into this year, I thought the whole story was about trying to find out what you got in Zach Wilson in his second season. And it seems that they're playing a style where you really can't see what Zach Wilson brings to the table, not in its fullness. This is much more about the defense being dominant and the offense being a complement to that with the run game and a few explosive plays in the passing game. But, Carlin, when we talk about the Jets, we got to talk about Sauce Gardner. I mean, it, it, it feels like he's already the best player on that Jets defense. Green, Greeny last week uh, renamed his kids each Brees. Uh, yesterday he renamed his dog Sauce. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the receivers for the Broncos got lost in the sauce. Yeah. That was the reality of That's how good that guy is. The Jets secondary has been lights out. Quinn and Williams is dominant. I mean, a couple of quarterbacks hits yesterday. No sacks, but he was around Brett Rippon. I mean, you're just watching these young guys develop into impact players, and that is what Rob Sala envisioned in terms of being able to reshape this team and figure out a path to success every single week. Uh, there are a few things that are really going right for them, and yet you have these injuries pop up which just makes you think, are you going to hit a brick wall here? When, I mean, arguably, your two best offensive players so far this season are now out for the year. I don't even know if that's arguable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Vera Tucker's been a tremendous player since they drafted him. And Brees Hall, well, we have all seen, especially yesterday, what that guy's capable of. 
The Jets are getting bad news. Elijah Vera Tucker's out for the year, torn tricep. Brees Hall is out for the year. You saw him go off yesterday uh, for a touchdown run early in the game against the Broncos. They're winning. They're 5-2. and two, And the injuries, listen, it stinks. It, it stinks to go through that. Mm-hmm. But I was actually more concerned by something else yesterday. What's that? Zach Wilson is not playing good football here. <laughs> He's really not, Chris. I, I want to believe in him. But you, there were a couple of... Uh, opportunities there yesterday for Denver to have some picks that they just flat out drop. Yep. And then there was another play, and I'll, I'll give you a sequence, okay? Third quarter, I'm sitting watching, and my biggest knock on Zach Wilson has been when he was in college, he could run around, chuck it up downfield, and somebody would catch it because he was just so much better than everybody else. Yeah. But when you're in the league, that's clearly not the case. So yesterday, he had to cut that part out of his game or at least – understand when and where he could do that yes yesterday he's rolling around out to his right trying to extend the play extending the play extending the play just going on and on and i'm screaming at the television throw it away and he actually does Mm -hmm. and then early fourth quarter so that's in the third quarter early fourth quarter exact same situation running around extending 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 great 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 throw it away Throws it back across the middle of the field, yeah. which is like the worst thing that you can do ever. And it didn't get intercepted. It kind of got knocked down. But, geez, you look at the numbers. He threw for, what, 110 yards yesterday? Yeah. Come on. Not great, Bob. Not great. But here's the thing. I think the Jets are trying to manage Zach Wilson. And I hate to say that that's the place that you are with the second overall pick in a second don't season. Don't turn him into Mark Sanchez. Well, you don't want to turn him into Mark Sanchez, but you also have to do right by the rest of that locker room yes. and try to give them an opportunity to win football games. So there's that delicate dance that Rob Sala has to do with what's in the best interest of the franchise long term, but what's also in the best interest of the guys that are playing hard for you each and every week. And that's where the Jets are between and betwixt. And fact is, they're 4-0 with Zach Wilson as their starting quarterback playing this style of football. So in this instance, quarterback wins is not a true tell of the player's impact on the team's success. This is much more about the defense and the run game coming into its own and, and, and kind of forming an identity for this team. And Zach Wilson you know, kind of having the guardrails on and my offensive coordinator Michael LaFour picking and choosing spots where he wants to take chances over the top. All right, well, on the flip side, where I am really encouraged is that guy, Michael LaFleur. Yeah. Because look at what happened yesterday. He loses Brees Hall. And in the second half of that game, he's got Michael Carter. And he doesn't just line up and try to run Michael Carter like a normal running back. Mm-hmm. They use him in the slot. They use him on jet sweeps. They're doing all little short pass. They're doing all the little things that make it so not predictable that they're going to just try to do the same thing. And Michael Carter is an electric player when yep. he gets the ball in open field. You saw him a couple of times down the sideline, one on a play that got called back. But still, you see what he's capable of. And I looked at um, what we saw... LaFleur doing in the second half of that game, and it made yep. me think he has really figured it out. Yeah. Like, as an offensive coordinator, my biggest knock on Robert Sala last year was he had two first-time coordinators on both sides of the ball to go with him as a first-time head coach. Well, now 
you're starting to see some of that progress. No, you are, and it's still true to the Shanahan-style offense. It's it's West Coast principles. They're going to use the zone stretch scheme, mix in some downhill direct runs, and then have opportunities for play action off of that. So it's it's still staying with what they what they initially intended, but he's recognizing what his team does well, what they don't do so well, and I think he's finding creative ways to utilize the personnel that he has. Now that Brees Hall is out of the lineup, though, I think you're going to have to see Elijah Moore be more a part of what this offense is doing. And I get that he's in the doghouse right now because this is a guy that has been open about you know not being included in the offense and wanting more opportunities to contribute. They're going to give them to him now. They have to, Carlin, mm-hmm. because you're missing a really explosive piece in Brees Hall. And although Michael Carter is going to step in and do a nice job, Elijah Moore does some things, not just as a receiver, but also in the run game that can give them that that extra dimension, that extra boost. Not to mention he's one of the fastest players on the team. So, yeah. I, I mean, they're going to have to find a way to get him more involved with the offense. I think they will. But Mike LaFleur has proven over these last four games that he's going to do enough in terms of putting his offense in position to score enough points to win games. Uh, can they get to the bye 6-3, and three, which would be uh, home games against New England and Buffalo? Yeah, they can split those two. They can split those two. They can split those two. So if you if you split those two, then after that, you get three of your next four on the road at New England, Chicago, at Minnesota, at Buffalo. That's a rough stretch. Yeah. And then you've got Detroit, Jacksonville, at Seattle, at Miami. Can the Jets get to 10? I mean, you're asking me... After they they just lose these two guys. You're asking me if they can play 500 ball the rest of the way. After they lose these two guys, which I think when you look at the schedule... I'm going to say they can. I'm going to say they can play 500 ball. I think they can too. Yeah. And if the Jets went 10-7 and this year, especially after what happened with the injuries yesterday, it's... I mean, listen, it's already a step forward. Yes. Okay. Huge. A a huge step forward. You you don't want to see it going to tank. Carlin, this is their best start since 2010. Yes. But I mean, step forward. Again, not even halfway through the year yet, and you don't want to see it go in the tank. So I don't want to put the cart before the horse. But still, um, everything is trending in the right direction. The one thing that I'm not convinced is, is the quarterback. But that's what the whole year is supposed to be about, Carlin. Do we have the guy or not? You got to find out. Yeah. So the training wheels have to come off at some point. And you got a true number one receiver in Garrett Wilson now. You got a good number two in Corey Davis. You got Braxton Barrios. You're going to have Elijah Moore back in the lineup. You've got weapons. There's no excuse as to why Zach Wilson can't show and prove definitively that he's the dude. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.